Hey everybody, welcome back to Small Talk Japan. On this show we talk about all things Japan. My name is Mitch, this is my co-host. Josh. We got a great show for you today. I can speak English. We got a great show for you guys today. We're going to talk about, among other things, the guy who decided to assassinate Abe. We're going to talk about him and his weird motives behind the whole thing. We're going to talk about how many women got elected in the last little election that they had here in Japan. Little, little big election. We're also going to talk about gender gap right after we talk about that. And we're going to talk about how Fukushima ex-executives might be on the hook for a little bit of the damage that they caused with their little power plant problem that they had 10 years ago. And some fun stories as well. Uh, we're going to be talking about a potential silver bullet against the COVID-19 pandemic. It's a very fluffy bullet. A very fluffy silver bullet. We'll also be talking about how the Joker raised a baby Batman in a now canon manga in the DC universe and an all-you-can-eat Burger King challenge. Roll that intro. So, um, so I went to Tokyo. You did? I went to Tokyo and I was hanging out with Mr. Norm. Ooh. Mr. Mr. Tokyo, Tokyo Lens. Lens Norm. And uh, we, uh, I can talk about this now because the embargo should be lifted by the time that this airs. So we basically, I show up. So you got to understand something about Norm, okay? I love him. He's like one of my good friends, but he is a crazy person. And, and you really have to be a crazy person in order to do what he does. I mean, he was telling me once, he was like, I think he was showing me some GPS or something. He was like, see this? I was like, yeah. He's like, this is in case I get eaten by bears. <laughs> and I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, sometimes I go places and there's bears. And, you know, just in case I, I get taken out by them, I just want, you know, people to be able to find me. Yeah. And I'm like, you you did the calculation on this. And instead of saying, let's just avoid the places with the bears, which is what I would do. Right. He's like, no, we're going to go to the place with the bears anyway. But just in case, here's a GPS. So I don't know. I can find him or something after the fact. I'm like, I was like, dude. Okay. Anything for content. Not just anything for content. It's not about the content with him. You got to understand. It's two things with him. One, it's about the adventure. Like he's got, he just plans this adventure in his brain and he just does it. Like I'm just not that disciplined. Like, I, like there were times when we would, we did the road, uh, road trip across Japan. Uh, we got our, our boat licenses and everything. Uh, he's like, it would be like, I don't know, like one o'clock in the morning. Right. And he's like, all right, tomorrow we're going to wake up at 6 a.m i'm like you mean you're gonna wake up at 6 a.m he's like no i need you mitch i'm like i'm gonna i'm gonna sleep until i naturally wake up because this is like a vacation for me he's like no no we need to wake up at six o'clock in the morning i'm like okay what time was it that he was saying that at? like i said it was like one or two oh, o'clock in, in the morning morning oh and i'm just like okay so dude not only did i not sleep that entire trip but like uh, he's just like dude he's just he's just got so much ganky he would just power walk everywhere he's going I'm like, Norm, can we like have a beer at a pub or something and <laughs> just calm down for a little while? No. So that's why he's, he's got this thing and he's got it. He's got it. And he's got the plan. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's just, he just, he's going to execute his plan. That's one. And two, Norm absolutely loves his, like his audience, you know, loves his adventure mm -hmm. and he loves the fact that his audience loves his adventures. So it's that kind of synergistic, synergistic, like, you know, they, they really, they, uh, motivate each other. Right. 
Um, and so it's not, you know, you know, I, 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 in this position, I've, I've got to, you know, meet some YouTubers and, you know, the ones that most of them are like, you know, and action and they turn on their YouTuber face and they're, mm. you know, no, Norm is just Norm all the time. All the time. He's just always Norm. And so like, like camera on camera off, he's that guy. Um, that's and, cool. And, and so, so we so we go to Tokyo, right? He invites me down to Tokyo or up to Tokyo and he's like, Hey, I got a boat rental from the marina and I want to go around Tokyo. And I'm like, hmm, what does that mean? Because like to me, I'm just thinking like Kinko Bay, like here in Kagoshima, just like drive around or like, you know, boat around in a circle or something. Yeah. No, no, no. He's like, no, we're going to go into the to the rivers. We're going to go into little channels that are like five and a half meters wide with that are built a hundred years ago. So like they have these like, partially submerged like like shelves they're like platform shelves on either side that actually make the river look like it's a lot wider than it actually is but it's not and if you go anywhere near the sides and you can't you can't cast uh, what is the word you can't dust it you can't have a wake Mm. through any of this You, you gotta like real slow and careful the whole time and we're going not only are we going through construction zones and stuff but we're also going under bridges with when we're in the boat. And if you stand up, that's about two and a half meters. We're going under bridges that say clearance at maximum tide, two meters. Okay. And so like, we're like, we're going under these. I'm like, Norm, maybe you should duck down. He's like, maybe you should duck down. He's like, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. I'm like, I have video of him. He's just like, he's just like totally. He's like, Mitch, why you gotta be so worried about everything? You're always so like panicky. I'm like, no. You were weirdly comfortable with all of this. <laughs> you should worry more. But uh, anyway, so we we go around the uh, the channels, and there's a great video on Tokyo Lens. It should be uploaded by now, so check it out. Uh, it was a it was a huge amount of fun. Uh, it, he kept asking me in in the I don't know if it made it in the video yet. I haven't seen it yet, so I'll watch it after this. But he kept asking me like, "What's better, Kinko Bay or Tokyo Bay?" And I kept saying, "It's not the same." Like we got a volcano and fishing and jet skiing stuff like that here. I've never like piloted a boat down like a three meter canal while other boats are trying to like take the same space and like walls everywhere and going through tunnels. That just didn't happen. That sounds just like stress. <laughs> right. Well, for me, it was okay. So, so for me, it was not so stressful because like Norm, like he had a plan. Yeah. He had figured this stuff out. He's not going to do anything crazy. So I was like, okay, but it was a little bit, you know, you know, as we're, as we're boating around people are, cause it's Tokyo. So people looking down at us from up, 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 up above. Right. Right. And like, we're waving at each other and it's just like, I don't know. It was just surreal. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta watch the video. It's just totally surreal. But anyway, yeah, that was like, and the thing is we were out on the water. Oh my God. For like, oh dude, I, I think we got out at like 10. We got back at like four thirty or something. And it's like, when we were on the riverways and stuff like that, the buildings cast shade and things like that. But like, dude, once we got, we went to Haneda airport and stuff like that. Once we got on the open water, it was just like, oh, so oppressive under the sun. It was so hot. What are you doing? I, I got a message. I'm sorry. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. He's not even paying attention on the show. Look at this guy. See, I'm listening. See, I'm listening. See, this is, this is why, this is why, this is why Josh. Yeah. This is why 
I don't really have a thing after to say after that, but, but anyway, like it was, it was, it was good fun with, uh, with Norm on, uh, you know, good to see him, good to get out in the water. Um, and you know, at a place that's not Kingo, cause I basically only been boating in Kingo Bay, you know, since, since I got back right. and it was fun to, you know, spend another day. And uh, when I went to, um, I don't remember the name of the, it was, there's an outlet mall in Yokohama and I went there and oh my God. Josh, they had my size, my shoe size. What is your shoe size? Whatever Sanju Senshi is. 30 centimeters. In whatever that is. So I'm 27.5 centimeters. So you are at the bleeding edge of Japanese size because they go up to uh, 28. Yeah. So like, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. So you must be like a size, I think, 11 then. Because mm -hmm. I'm nine and a half. I think size twenty nine something is eleven. So I think that I fall between eleven and eleven and a half in American. I don't really remember because it's been so long. But anyway, so I went to the I went to this uh, outlet mall and it's called the Why are you having me select things? There you go. The Mitsui Outlet Park in Yokohama. And I um oh my god from where I was I stayed in. Eto, where did I say Shibuya? I stayed in Shibuya. So from Shibuya to this park in, in Yokohama, it was like an hour 30 on the trains. And every single train that I got on was like going the opposite direction from Haneda. So like all the, because I had my like luggage with me and I'm mm -hmm. obviously a little bit super Saiyan looking, don't really look like the Japanese people. And they're all looking at me and they're like, you're on the wrong train. The airport's the other way. Like thinking I'm like going the wrong way. They all thought that because I kept, it kept getting more and more like countryside trains until so finally i got to this one train that only comes like once every like 45 minutes and they're like are you sure you're supposed to be on this train and then like i get off with everybody else and like we walk to the outlet mall everybody's like wow this dude's actually coming to the outlet mall and they go there's only japanese people it's like their secret mall that i like barged in on but anyway um yeah i had a i had hawaiian steak i think i sent you the picture of that hawaiian steak is that what it was hawaiian barbecue with some stuff that they said was hawaiian i'm not sure if it was hawaiian but it was good and that was really cheap and i bought two pairs of shoes for hecka cheap and they were my size they were my size sounds like you had a nice trip yeah but it cost me i think two thousand something yen to get to the place <laughs> But it's okay, because I got shoes. So, guys, I can't find shoes in this country. Right now, I do not have a pair of dress shoes, because my dress shoes have broken, and uh, they won't fix them for me, because they're like, uh, the way that the sole and the leather, like, attach, they're like, no, you should just buy new shoes. And I'm like, that's a problem. Just fix them for me. And they're like, no, you should get new shoes. And so I keep telling people, I'm like, if there's a funeral right now, I have to go to the funeral in, like, sandals or barefoot or <laughs> tennis shoes or something. I didn't buy shoes when I was back in Vegas because everything was like 9,000 times more expensive than it should be because yeah. of inflation and because of the weekend. But anyway, but anyway, so that was my Tokyo adventure. I got to hang out with Norm, went to a couple gay bars because of course I did because it's super fun to do that. And I went to a outlet mall and here we are. Welcome back. Thanks. And uh, yeah, so big shout out to Norm. Check him out on uh, Tokyo Lens if you guys haven't seen it. Uh, I don't know what he'll... He's always got, like, I'm always like, I know what this, this video is going to be called. I have like come up with the, like the, like the image of his thumbnail and his, it's always something else. Really? But because dude, he's good and he's really good. So, you know, like, oh man, I didn't think about that angle. That's cool. But yeah. So we'll see. Anyway, let's get to the news. Uh, we've got, we're going to get, we're going to get through this guy's Abe stuff. So first of all, I want to tell you the last week about, you know, since we had the, it's been about 10 days since the, since the incident. Uh, it's actually, no, it's been eight days since the incident at the time of recording. Uh, the recording of this it'll be 10 10 days at the time that we upload this but um 
I'm in this. I'm in a lot of Facebook groups for like Japan, and one of them is like the Jet Programmers or something like that. It's like a Jet Program meme channel, basically. Okay. A bunch of all ALTs, like basically they kind of. I don't want to say that they complain, but they complain about their jobs. Yeah. It's like a. It's like a place where they can come together and support each other. Is really what it is, but it's a lot of like complaining about shit that I hated when I was an ALT. Yeah. But one of the things that keeps getting posted there and also in places like, you know, the subreddit Japan and Japan News is like, like people, it's like a meme. And it just says, hey, everybody, Japan expert here. In Japan, it is considered highly disrespectful to shoot the former prime minister. Yeah, that's good advice. And it's like, because... There are, there are, I don't know how accurate these are, but there are people posting in the Facebook page. They're like, my mom seriously contacted me and was like, who's this former prime minister guy? Was he important? Are the Japanese people like sad about this? It's like, yeah, it's like if some, I shouldn't say names, but if somebody yes. shot a former president, you know, it's like. Yeah. It would make headlines, obviously. How dumb are you? How completely isolated is your your life experience as an American to not know what the fuck a prime minister is? Yeah, they're probably like, well, at least it wasn't the president or something. Yeah, at least they get <laughs> the president, right? Because he's the more important one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, so it's been interesting because not only do you have like a bunch of ignorance coming from back home, yeah. which always happens. Oh my God, when Fukushima happened, which we'll talk about later, like where we live, it's like the difference between like Miami and New York. Mm. Okay. And they were like, Hey guys, how, how's everything in Japan? Is everything okay with the nuclear power plant? I'm like, dude, Japan's not a city. It's not a single city. Yeah. I mean, I think it's hard to really understand like how big Japan is because Japan is so long. Yeah. It's just long and skinny. Yeah. So like we're on the Southern tip of it. No, so kind of. Basically. Okinawa like, is I, yeah. Okay. We're, if you, we're if you almost there. Them, yeah. We're almost there. If you don't include the islands, we're uh, the furthest south. Technically, we're all islands. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. <laughs> uh, we're super far south. So, like, anything that's on the, like, northern end or, like, in the main area, Tokyo, Osaka area even, it's really far away, but it doesn't seem like it's that far away just because... It's all one culture. It's all one country. It's all one, you know, yeah. NHK TV show, t- TV station. But, but yeah, it's very, mm. very far away. So like, I mean, now given had those nuclear, uh, what are they called? Reactors? Had those reactors gone thermonuclear, like they were th- worrying that they might mm. go, that would have been a little bit of a problem, but they didn't do that. So that's good. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's good, right? Good, right? By the way, I sent you a link. You should totally put this in the show. Uh, did you watch that New York City public yes, service announcement? Oh, my God. For you guys at home or the un- uninitiated, New York City is currently, this isn't like 50 years ago during the Cold War. This is like currently airing a PSA about what to do if New York gets nuked. And Why? Why? So Russia, obviously. Okay, yeah. Putin being unhinged. So two things about this. One, the poor woman that they that they cast to be like the the one talking to the camera while walking around like a very shitty PS3 version of New York City behind her, which I don't know why they did that. Yeah, it was a little weird. Yeah, it looks like Grand Theft Auto on the PS no two, right? Yeah. 
Anyway, so they not only did they did the, the, they they the background is shitty, but like this poor woman will forever ever ever be known as the nuke lady for New York City. Like she will just never get out of this role. I don't feel. That's one. And number two, it's like explaining to you what to do after like the like a nuke goes off, and then like the last thing that she says. Do you remember what she says? Uh, I don't remember. She said, "You got this." That's what she says. <laughs> you got this. <laughs> to all the people of New York who are supposedly just nuked. You got this. I'm like, and like the comments in the Reddit, because it was a Reddit post, right? Not only the comments like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's the most dystopian thing I've ever seen. But like somebody posted an actual like, like 60 minute public service, like guide video from the BBC from like 1960s or something like that. Yeah. That was fucking horrible. Like the Brits don't fuck around. They're like, what did it said? Some they, there's a. I didn't watch the whole thing, but somebody quoted it in the in the comments. They're like, they're like, put the radioactive corpse outside of the house and cover oh it with six God. inches of dirt. And like, this is like the instructions that they were getting during the Cold War. A lot more detailed than this one, which was like, did you get hit by the nuclear blast? Then you should take a shower. Yeah, that's what she says. He's not put, fucking around. Put your clothes in a bag. <laughs> I mean, look, governments have a responsibility to make sure that their populations survive any, you know, violent, warlike altercation. Okay? it's This is what pisses me off about all these idiots who are like, oh, COVID is such a government conspiracy. The government doesn't want the people of the country to die. That's really bad for the country. Okay. Yeah. In fact, China is currently freaking out because they're going through negative population growth and they're like, what the fuck does this do to our economy? Hmm. If you don't have people to work, then you don't have an economy. And if you don't have an economy, then you can't make weapons of war. And if you can't make weapons of war, you're weak. And that means that somebody else can just walk in and take over if they wanted to. So no country in the world is thinking to themselves, leaders of, of any sane countries in the world are thinking, you know, I'd really like to engineer a virus and take out 10% of the population. That's just insane, stupid people talk. Yeah. Nobody wants that. And then like, you know, the conspiracy, conspiracy theory people, they're like, well, you know, COVID was designed to take out the weak among us. I'm like, yeah, no, every, every country has not done biological war because they know there's no such thing as, oh, this virus only targets. Yeah. No, that doesn't, that's not how viruses work. I mean, what are we on? BA5 241 version update 9.867, whatever. I mean, who, what, it's variant who knows at this point. There's no way you can put, the, once the cat's out of the bag, once you make like these kind of things, there's no way you can control them. Yeah. So that's why no one in their right mind does that. So anyway. That's just dumb. So if you're thinking like anybody wanted this to happen, you're ridiculous. Now, now there might be some evidence to it walking out of a, uh, what do they call it? Something up. I forgot what it's called. Uh, uh, there's a procedure where they take uh, viruses that exist in the wild and they try to see if they can mutate to infect humans. I forgot what it's called. But anyway, uh, there's a procedure that uh, a Wuhan lab was doing that. And mm -hmm. so it might have walked out of the lab. In fact, a lot of the evidence seems that it might have done that. Yeah. Um, and if that's the case, that's tragic. But it's not because somebody was trying to do that or any government out there wanted people to die. Okay. Uh, I think it's called like up function or something like that. I don't know. Google it. It's like Wuhan lab, something like function. And while you do that, I'm going to talk about Abe. So anyway... 
So Abe, uh, you know, he was assassinated, you know, eight days ago. And I've been talking to my Japanese friends. They've been very mixed emotions about it. But Japanese people uh, are like British people when it comes to this kind of stuff. Very stiff upper lip. Um, You know, when there were videos uh, years back of some photographer who I think went to Syria or somewhere was captured and beheaded. And that was all over the news. And like... In America, you would see like people crying or like feeling really sick or like having some like, you know, American sized reaction to it. Japanese people were pretty somber about it. They're like, yep, well, that guy went there. Did you get, what is it? Gain of function. function. That's what it's called. Gain of function. So, um, so, you know, the Japanese people were like, oh, that guy went there. It's his fault. You know, and in this case, like, you know, people aren't blaming Abe for the situation, but they're like, well, that happened. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no use freaking out about it so everybody has this kind of like somber kind of reaction towards it and it's kind of i mean on the one hand it's it's reassuring that they're gonna that they'll that we'll get past this but it's also kind of just interesting to see like the difference in i mean because like whatever when you look at video footage of like jfk when the announcement was for jfk was assassinated it was like crazy well with that said i will say that uh they showed interviews of people at abe's it wasn't a funeral per se, but it was kind of a funeral. They had like a memorial for him in Tokyo. Um, yeah. And uh, it actually happened uh, the week, the week, the day that I was at the mall, the getting my shoes. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Just timed that way. But um, he, yeah, I mean, there were people that were crying, you know, and bringing mm-hmm. flowers and stuff like that. So um, I mean, that, that, that was, that was the thing, but the general consensus from everybody that I'm talking to has, has been pretty somber. Yeah. What about you? You've been talking to people, I'm sure. Um, it came up less than I expected in my adult classes. Uh, I every week I always ask my students like what the best part and worst part of their week was, and a few of them did mention. It's a dangerous question. Yeah. What would I answer that? Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but it did come up a few times, and like a lot of the people that brought it up they mentioned that they weren't ever like big fans of abe see that's my thing i wasn't i actually was against some of his policies and then i actually flipped and became for some of his policies weirdly enough but i i think it's not so much about like his policies and like how much of a supporter you are of him or not but it's more just the like the act happening in japan was so shocking yeah and it kind of opens up a can of worms that like because it happened once or someone created their own weapon it's something that can happen again and having it be on the news so often uh i think kind of scared a lot of people because they like even my wife she mentioned that she wished that they would stop showing the guy and stop talking about on the news because it'll inspire other other people. people Right after we dropped the uh, America, I shouldn't say we, we didn't do anything. One, right after America <laughs> dropped the two bombs uh, during World War II, there was a newspaper article that came out not too shortly thereafter when news spread that, the, that America had actually successfully created the bomb. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember the exact context of it, but basically it was, if I were to make a nuclear weapon, this is how I would do it. And the newspaper published it and it was right. So they basically, a newspaper in the 1940s or 50s, I don't know, it was right right after the, the bombs were dropped, had published a how, to. how to make a nuke article. <laughs> no, I'm serious. That's That seems like a pretty stupid 
no there was there was a reason for it but yeah that they did they did it okay now so this this goes into like what do we have a right to publish Mm -hmm. this jerk we're just gonna call him a jerk i'm not even gonna say his name this jerk um he learned how i'm not gonna say where but he learned how to make his weapons which he had a whole cache of them in his house Mm -hmm. from the internet yeah now does that mean that other people can copy him? Yeah. In fact, we talked. I talked to you just before we went on the air last time. It's like, I'm not going to explain how that weapon works because I don't want anybody copying it. Yeah. Um, and so, but it's basic physics. And, you know, it's not something that you can completely stop. Now, here's the fucking thing that pisses me off about this whole story. And this is one thing that I think that we need to get are out of our heads a little bit living in Japan. There's this concept called heiwa bokeh. Heiwa means peace. Bokeh means like bokeh, like like bold. Like you're not thinking about anything. You're kind of become dumbed. Yeah, you're like zoned out. Yeah. So this guy made these weapons in his house, in his apartment. Mm-hmm. His neighbors called the fudosan, the real realtor, saying they're, he's making god-awful noises in his apartment yeah some sort of machinery can you please get him to stop had they followed through and yeah. investigated this they would have found the stash abe would still be alive today and that dude would be behind bars yeah and it wouldn't be like such big news spreading out potentially creating more, more copycats and yeah. things like that you know what his apartment association did they fucking so japanese style instead of directly comfort uh, having a confrontation they passed out leaflets into the post boxes of the entire building saying, please keep it down and don't yeah. bother your neighbors. Yeah, I saw it on the news too. They interviewed some of his, uh, the people in his neighborhood and they were saying, like multiple people said that there were multiple instances of so- what sounded like a bomb going off at three in the morning. Yeah. So he was testing his weapons and nothing happened out of it. You know, and so there, there are multiple stages of which this guy could have been caught. Yeah. Okay. And so obviously hindsight is 2020 right. and it's really easy to play mon- Monday morning quarterback, but it's something that we need to have in the zeitgeist here in Japan that we, this is something that can happen and we need to be aware of it. Yeah. And the weird fucking thing is you talk to this guy's, the people, this jerk's friends and they're like, oh, he was just totally normal. We can't believe it. And this happens all the fucking time. Yeah. People like shooters in America, they're like, dude, he was just totally normal the day before. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's crazy. But anyway, okay. So two things I want to get through this really quick and then get off this fucking subject. One, his, his mother apparently donated a, a hundred million yen, which what is that in US? That's a million dollars. And yeah, uh, it's $720,000 right now, but you know, in normal well, parity, it's about a million dollars. Yeah. To the Un- Unification Church, which was this, it's kind of a culty church that was made in uh, South Korea. And uh, apparently uh, Abe is a, is a member, but the news, weirdly enough, the news keeps talking about his weapons and all his other shit, but they won't name this church. Mm-hmm. And they first called it a religious organization in the news. And then they stopped calling it that. Then they started calling it a special organization. Like even less specific. Yeah. So I think the the news is kind of afraid that more people are going to try to act out against this this organization. But anyway, it's kind of culty, and it, they and they kind of took a lot of money, or allegedly took a lot of money from this guy's mom, uh, which caused a lot of problems for him and his family, which caused him to want to do this. And he actually wanted to take out the leader of the of this religious or, organization, but the leader who we're not going to name. Uh, has stopped coming to Japan due to the coronavirus yeah. pandemic. And because of that, this idiot switched his plans from, um, you know, that leader to Abe. And that's why we are where we are. 
And you know what? You know, I I think it's horrible that the president president has been set, and I and I do I am concerned about copycat situations. But I will say this: it's so much harder to manufacture your own weapons and have them work, and actually you know actually get to your target and all that other things. Than it is to just go to a fucking gun show and pick up an arsenal of, of warlike weapons. Yeah. So at least there's that. Yeah, the gun laws in Japan are strict enough that similar, like things that happen in America can't happen in Japan. No, and they, you know, and 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 most sane countries they can't yeah. happen. Um, and so that's one thing that you know, I th- if 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 you plot and scheme long enough, you can probably do some damage, but. The scale is always just night and day different. You you know, an 18-year-old going and getting an AR-style weapon or two or three, or that fucker in Vegas who got set... The amount of weapons that that, that idiot, that like fucker... Comical, it was many? comical. <laughs> like, the, the amount of weapons that he had in, in that suite was just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and you and he did the most damage. Congratulations. You know, what? I mean, what, what the fuck was the goal of that? And, so, and we still don't have a motive for him. Yeah, it's just heinous and, and ridiculous, and we don't need it. We don't need it. We don't need it. We don't need those kind of weapons in society, and that's what happened after the the Chicago shooting. Is like a doctor was on on the air talking about that. Like we don't need weapons of war in our civil society. Yeah, and I, we talked about this before. Like, hey, if you're in Alaska, you need a shotgun to fight off bears. Cool, whatever. But yeah, you same don't, thing with Hokkaido. People yeah, have shotguns. You so. don't. You don't need. You do, those people need it. Yeah. I don't need a gun for any reason. You the fuck need, would I do with a gun? You don't need a fully automatic assault No, rifle. especially not that. <laughs> you know, and I'm just, I don't get it. I'm like, I honestly, anyway, whatever. I wasn't, I wasn't, I mean, my father owned weapons and he, and he went hunting and stuff like that. That trend ended with him. I was like, no, I'm not interested. I'm good. And, I, and I'm hoping that the future generations of, you know, Americans anyways, changes towards that saying, you know, we don't, we don't need this crap. This is ridiculous. I mean, the same thing is happening with uh, cigarettes in America. I think the, and then it bounced back with e-cigarettes, oh, right? That's true. And vaping, but but still, yeah, cigarettes kind of died out. Anyway, let's get off this very depressing topic yeah. and let's talk about something a little bit more positive, and that is that thirty-five women elected to Japan upper house in the last election. Record 35 women won seats in Sunday's House of Councilors election in Japan after votes were tallied Monday, breaking the previous record of 28 set in 2016, matched in 2019. We can see that the political world tried to respond to the social movement towards diversity as the number of women increased through parties being positive about the quota system that called for a certain number of female candidates, uh, said Toko Tonaka, a University of Tokyo professor familiar with gender issues. So congratulations. How many seats are there total, though? Oh, there's like... I forgot it's a hundred something. I forgot you had to look that up. I don't even know how many seats are in the House of Representatives in America. Every time I'm like, oh right, that many, and then I forget. It's like five something, whatever. Mm. All right, but then I'm gonna have to U-turn on that news a little bit and say Japan ranks 116th in 2020 to gender gap worst in East Asia Pacific. So Japan ranked 120 uh, 116th. Among 146 countries in the gender gap breakings this year at the bottom of the East Asia Pacific group and the group of seven major, so the G7 uh, economies, a Swiss-based think tank said Wednesday. 
The next worst ranked G7 member in 2022 was Italy. No surprise there. Uh, in 23rd place, the other G7 countries, Germany, France, Britain, Canada, and the United States ranked between 10 and 27. What was it that you said about Italian? No, I don't. I just, I, okay, I heard this. I, I think I heard this on a podcast. But I don't know if it's true, but uh, navigational systems in cars, navvies, uh, they used to be female voices in Italy, but the men would get angry and stop and wouldn't listen to them. So they changed them to male voices. What about like Siri? thing is it all so no because apple made siri gender neutral so you can pick her gender and like accent everything when she starts so she's like she's not just she's not a her she's she's but here's the thing guys this isn't sexist but a female sounding voice i'm not gonna fuck with gender people or anything i'm not even gonna touch that but the female sounding voice feminine voice higher pitched voice we'll go with that is because you can say a, a, a child's voice too is easier to hear through a uh, speaker system in an outside or inside area, okay, than it is to hear a man's voice. That's why announcements are almost always females' voices. Yeah. Okay? It's true because the the higher pitches of the voices travel farther and are more easily understood than a bassy voice, especially when you take into consideration the type of speakers that they use are horns, they're, 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 they're basically gigantic tweeters is basically what they are. And so they have no base really. Yeah. And so it's, that's why we have a lot of female voices and computer systems and stuff like that. And also Gene Ronberry's wife needed something to do. So they made her the computer voice. I don't know who that is. I know it's okay. You're like, <laughs> you're like, you're like five years old. The report, which tracks progress uh, towards gender equality in the fields of economy, poli- uh, economy, politics, education, health, noted only 9.7% of Japan's parliamentarians were women. Well, just 10% of the ministerial positions were held by females. It also noted that the country has never had a female prime minister. Well, America can't really say anything to that. They did have a candidate though. In the previous election, right? It's not like a president or something, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, go to one of your stories. I got two. I got I got a serious story and then a, in a, in a tech story. So Kyoto University finds alpacas may hold the key to preventing all COVID nineteen variants. This is like the cutest story. This is so random, but it's so random. <laughs> So we're coming up on year three since the COVID-19 pandemic took over the world. And even now in some places like Tokyo, infection numbers are rising rapidly again. Actually, throughout most of Japan right now, I think numbers are crazy high. Mm -hmm. Uh, But now a new hope has emerged. A cute, fluffy hope that walks kind of funny. The alpaca. So long story short, apparently alpacas have antibodies that are smaller than human antibodies and they can bind easily to the coronavirus and all variants of it and are potentially the the silver bullet to fighting coronavirus and they're very cute do you know do you know the history behind the first vaccine uh i do not um so the first the very first, the reason why we know how a uh vaccines work is that in 1978 uh, smallpox, uh, which was used to be, it's we've almost eradicated it now. But the smallpox e- epidemic was like, basically, you know, it affected a lot of people. A lot of people got sick from it. A lot of people suffered from it. A lot of people died. Um, so what happened was is that I'm gonna, I'm looking at the history really quick, so I don't I don't misspeak. But basically, the guy who made the first vaccine noticed that handmaidens. I hope I get this right. 
Okay, so basically, the beginning, the very first uh, vaccine that was created because. So smallpox was this disease that was really, 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 really dangerous. And like, you know, you'd get infected with it. You get a rash and you'd like be disfigured. It was just horrible, right? But then some people were noticing that milkmaidens and people who like hung out with cows basically never got smallpox. And they couldn't. And, the, and then, uh, you know, along those lines, somebody once tried to like figure this out. Like there is a disease called not smallpox, but cowpox. Mm. And if you were in contact with it, it was, you know, I think it either didn't make you sick or it was very, very mild or something like that. And so people that got that virus then built antibodies that would fight against both cowpox and smallpox. And so there is like, there's like two stories. Like one is like a farmer who like took the pus of one of the cows and like rubbed it under the noses of his children, and his wife, and none of them got smallpox. It was like the first you know, kind of inoculation. Mm. And another guy just basically like took the the actual virus and like, I think he injected or something like that into like a kid, some kid. And then like that kid was totally fine. No smallpox, whatever, whatever happened. <laughs> and so that, no, 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 this is like the beginning oh of, God. this is the beginning of, 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 uh, of vaccines because somebody just realized that people who are around a similar disease don't get this other disease. Mm. I mean, this is before people understood like microbiology. This is before we understood like cell theory or atoms or anything like that. And so that's kind of how uh, vaccines developed is that we realized that there were these similar or, or these similar uh, viruses, or we could create, uh, what are they called? I forgot what they're called. Like not dead viruses, but like they're basically dead viruses like and, and uh, engineer them in like egg yolks or whatever the fuck they are, like whatever we do with the flu virus. And then, you know, put those in your body. Your body looks at them like, oh, this is disease, makes antibodies for that. And those antibodies so happen to fight off several variants of the disease, including more dangerous versions. And so that's how this happened. And so when you start noticing things like a, like a alpaca, like, yeah. why don't you, you know, why doesn't COVID affect you? Or why don't you, you know, like coronaviruses seem to be cool. You seem to be cool with that. Why? Mm. And then you start looking at that stuff like that. And that's, that's where all this vaccine research and stuff comes from. You know, it's like figuring the stuff out because like human beings, as far as I know, has never, ever, ever cured a viral infection. We've only helped the body fight off virus, viral infections. Like we've never made something that attacked a virus directly and killed it off. It's always like teaching your immune system to fight it or making some sort of antibodies or something that like clogs up the receptors on the virus. so The virus can't dock with other cells and things like that. But we've never actually cured, I think. Don't quote me on this. I'm not a scientist. But like, you know, and so it's really interesting. And so one of the things that I'm actually kind of really excited about from the pandemic, and unfortunately it took a million people dead, but like is all the money that got put into biotech. Because if we're going to go in space, we have to have much better biotechnology because we're going to be in cramped quarters, lots of people, long periods of times, won't have access to like medical facilities, things like that. So we're going to have to figure this shit out. I mean, in Star Trek, like one in every three episodes takes place on the sick bay for a reason, because medical stuff on ships, on naval ships was always a big thing. Scurvy. Scurvy, yeah. Right. How do you cure scurvy? With vitamin C. Vitamin C, oranges. Yeah. Okay, anyway. But yours is a very cute story. Thanks, alpacas. Hopefully, thanks, alpacas. All right, let's see. Here we go. Uh, Ex-Tepo executives found liable for damages over Fukushima nuclear crisis. So this is actually a really unique ruling. Uh, I think it's it's a precedent r- ruling. Um, among the five defend- defendants, uh, wait. It says a to- Tokyo court on Wednesday ordered the former former executives of Tokyo Electric Power Company Holdings Incorporated (TEPCO) 
to pay the utility some uh, 13 trillion yen in total damages for failing to prevent the 2011 f- crisis in the Fukushima Daiichi nuclear plant. Among the five defendants, uh, former chairman, whatever, vice presidents, blah, 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 and former blah, 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 the court found all but one of them liable to pay for damages. It's a historic verdict that deserves lasting praise, a lawyer representing the shareholders said in a press press conference. It showed company executives have such a heavy responsibility and could even be held liable for damages if an accident occurs. The ruling basically said that they these executives had an obligation a, fidu- a fidu- fiduciary obligation to the shareholders and to the people of Fukushima and, and blah 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 to make it so in the event of a tsunami that the areas of the plant that were flooded wouldn't be flooded mm-hmm. because what happens so real quick rundown here a nuclear power plant <laughs> weirdly enough when it's running, it's fine. But if you turn it off, it needs external power. You can't turn them off and unplug them from the grid and have no power going to them and have them operate okay. Because a nuclear power plant continues to produce heat well after it's been turned off. So you have to keep co- cooling it. You have to keep the cooling system running after you turn it off. And it takes a long time to cool it down to the point where you don't need to keep actively cooling it. So because of this, nuclear power plants have giant battery or generation stations on, you know, diesel generation or battery, you know, uh, whatever on site. So if the reactors ever have to be emergency shut down, there's electricity, a separate form of electricity that will run the cooling system and cool the fucking plant so it doesn't kabooey and blow up the fucking world. Okay. Okay. What happened at the Fukushima plant was that they, they made a tsunami wall, but it was like woefully inaccurate. Uh, inadequate and so a giant wave skipped over it and took out all the power the on-site power and so even though the the reactor itself wasn't damaged from the quake or the the tsunami the cooling system was the Mm. the, what you know the electrical system and the cooling and all that was damaged and so what happened was that the, the 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 reactor slowly got way hot and then you saw the explosion. What happened there is like, you know, because there's water in the reactor chamber and it, it starts to heat up and it starts to split off the hydrogen from the oxygen in from the water. And then there's a buildup of hydrogen inside the, 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 the uh, what did you call it? The reactor. And that's what we saw the explosion that happened. So anyway, court found these guys didn't do their due diligence in making that place tsunami proof and uh, ruled uh, it, let's see, $160 billion in damages. Wow. Which they are certain that they will not be able to pay. Yeah, that is. $160 billion. That's like more than the GDP of most countries. <laughs> okay. Uh, how many stories you got? We have four more. Damn, go. So the Japanese manga about the Joker raising a baby Batman is so good and approved by DC. Not a sentence I ever thought I would read. The pictures for this guys are adorable. Okay, I'll put it in. Put it in. Uh, so the manga is called One Operation Joker, and it's a Japanese manga about DC's Joker. And it was online, I believe, uh, but they made it in an officially approved by DC Comics in the U.S., in-universe thing so basically it's a story about the joker deciding to raise batman after he was accidentally transformed into a baby and 
then the story starts with that and then it just goes through years of the Joker being a single father of baby Batman. <laughs> it's canon. It's canon, guys. <laughs> and I think this? he's I think he's raising baby Batman with Harvey Quinn as well. Yeah, probably it says that uh he had to go through the hardships of being a single dad and apparently it's a very heartfelt manga because in chapter 15 there's a scene that made someone cry apparently i kind of want to check it out just to see what it's like have you seen i don't remember the name of it. it's called the batman or something like that the samurai batman movie i i haven't seen it but that is amazing for the first 40 percent of it and then it turns into like power rangers and i'm just like this is dumb oh yeah i remember you talking about that and then kind of complaining it could have been so much better if they would have just like just just dialed back the Japanese a little bit. Just, you know, just a little bit. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Uh, I'll go over my last serious story, and then you can just blow through yours. Here we go. Panasonic, which if you guys didn't know this, Panasonic makes all the EV batteries basically in the whole world. Um, they basically make all the, the, the batteries that go into our cameras. No, into our Tascam, our wireless lapel mics, and Teslas. Because they just make what are they called? End loops. Just fucking the, the little rechargeable batteries you get on Amazon. It's just so good. And then uh, the EV batteries are good. Panasonic, man, it's fucking great. Anyway, Panasonic Energy Company project, which will use an incentive uh, approved by the Kansas state government, reflects rapidly growing demand for EV EVs amid a global push to reduce carbon dioxide emissions. The fa- the facility, which is going to be built in ca- Kansas, uh, specializing in EV batteries, will be the company's first, uh, second United States uh, after the Gigafactory uh, in the state of Nevada, my hometown. Oh my God! When I was when I flew home to Vegas, they got this giant like solar panel collect solar. I think it reflects. I think they're mirrors that reflect all the solar energy to like a central point, and they, they collect it on this collector. It's off in the desert. You can see it when you're flying in. It's so bright. It looks like the sun is on the earth. It's so crazy. How do they keep it clean? It's the desert. Nothing happens there. Is there no like dust? It just falls on the ground. It's not It's not like here where there's humidity. Nothing sticks to anything. It just okay. falls to the ground. Okay. No, nothing happens in the desert, man. I mean, they might have to like hit it with an air hose every month or two or three. Anyway. Panasonic invested uh, approximately 250 billion yen in the Gigafactory. This is Tesla's uh, big factory. The Nevada plant being uh, mass produced. The Nevada plant began mass producing batteries in 2017 and achieved profitability in fiscal year 2020. Uh, so this will be come after the Gigafactory. They're going to make another one in Kansas. So good job. Nice. Panasonic expects expects to quadruple its production of EV batteries by fiscal year of 2028. And let me tell you. When I was in Vegas for one week, one in four cars, to my completely unscientific uh, estimate, yeah, was you, a Tesla. You counted all the cars. No, I was just looking around. I was like, fucking, there's Teslas everywhere. Everything was a Tesla. I mean, if I could have one, that, then... You just plug it on when you go home. You don't have to ever, ever go to a gas station ever again. Oh, my God. I totally, I totally bought one. Yeah, that'd be nice. Let's go. So Nintendo Japan officially provides spousal benefits to same-sex partnerships so there's been a lot of news recently in japan about how nintendo won't let me play zelda majora's mask in yeah, english in yeah, japan that's the the it's region all throughout the headlines but uh there has been a lot of talk about like various same sex news articles i guess where it's not the same thing but they gain a lot of the benefits separate but equal yeah separate but equal hey you have a drinking fountain too yeah 
basically. Uh, but Nintendo Japan being one of the first like major companies to create a same-sex partnership benefit that other uh heterosexual spouses also get so as a business owner i actually don't know what they're offering here because like i was trying to think of like what do we offer for married couples that we don't offer for single people uh what do you call it having a baby and letting them take time off i guess maternity leave that that's nothing to do with anything like i mean i guess paternity leave would be yeah. one thing that would the father yeah um but ours isn't based on marriage. Ours is just like, oh, you're a father. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Maybe they had some like super not inclusive policies before. And we just, I don't know. But cool. Yeah. Anyways, uh, any two people in a common law partnership, regardless of their sex or gender, and regardless of whether or not they are legally recogni- recognized as married by the government, will be treated the same by Nintendo Japan's website i think it is that they're providing benefits for i mean nintendo might have some sweet deal where like you get switches for like i don't know yeah. half off or I, something like I that i think it has to do with like being able to share uh certain products between like family members and stuff yeah, like that okay like, i mean because like i honestly was like what products are you talking or what, what benefits are you talking about like what is this but anyway cool no, but good for them i mean i think it's more than like the actual benefits that they're providing than it is kind of like putting a message out there as being one of the few. Should have done it during Pride Month. You must your yeah, corporate they, opportunity. What I happened mean, there? Typical Japan being a little late. <laughs> I saw this great thing. It's like the day after Pride Month and it's like corporations and it's got like this guy sucking the rainbow out of like some rainbow colored thing. Oh yeah. There are a lot of memes like that where it's like corporations during Pride Month and then like July 1st, everything's back to like black and white. But yeah, anyways, uh, the last story for today. Are you a big eater, Mr. Mitch? Mm, no. No, you're you're not a big eater. Not, I mean, I do eat, but I, I eat like a big breakfast and a medium-sized lunch and then a dainty little dinner. Whenever we go out to like Yakiniku together, you eat like a tenth of the plate and then you're like, I'm done. Yeah. You eat the rest and then you call me garbage disposal, which my wife has taken and she calls me that all the time now. Good. Anyways. Good on you, wife. <laughs> I like you even more. Burger King Japan's all-you-can-eat challenge knocks us out of the ring. So, Sora News 24 uh, has challenged... Who still has never responded to any of my me- emails. What? How do you guys stay in business? Like, you just <laughs> ignore anybody trying to reach out to you? Anyways. Uh, they have the super one-pound challenge where you can pay... About 3,000 yen to enter uh, to get a one pound beef burger, a medium order of fries, and a medium drink, which is about 500 yen more than buying uh, that set normally. Okay. But if you do this and you finish your burger, you can order another burger for, I think it says 500 yen, and you can keep doing that, keep eating as much as you can when every burger includes four slices of cheese and four strips of crispy bacon and four patties. So it's basically four, four quarter pounders with cheese. That's disgusting. Worth of meat between two buns. How many do you think you'd be able to eat? Not even the first one. 
I don't, I don't know, man. Like those eating challenges, like I'm just not made for those. Like there's this one in Texas, like I think it's like a four pound steak. And if you can finish it in an hour, you get it for free. But if you don't, it's like $150. I, I've always wanted to try something like that. Like I, I'm a pretty big eater no. and I, I can push past the pain. Although no. I never want to eat competitively. Like, like, ah, oh man, I forgot the YouTuber's name. There's something like something stone. He's like the biggest uh, competitive eater. Was on it a YouTube. Japanese guy that did the hot dogs? No, they, they've like well blown past that guy's records but okay they they follow his methods of like shoving the hot dogs down their throat and then like jamming the buns into the water and then like shoving the soggy buns i don't need to know this yeah it's pretty disgusting food, food should be enjoyable and in small doses it should not be like that's the thing i don't like it about american foods they just make it huge and they think that's good <laughs> big isn't good big good is, is good big is not a flavor <laughs> no it's not no it's not anyway um i was just reminded of something uh i've always said on the show we, today you got a uh, coffee soldier um but uh but we i always bring like mcdonald's black coffees did yeah. i talk about this before i don't know if i did if I didn't, I'll just say it really quick. And so I'm always saying like, oh my God, you know, McDonald's has like the best. You just go there, you get a black coffee, iced coffee, and you just, you know, it's easy. Right. You always use the app so you don't even have to talk to anybody. They don't have black iced coffee in America. What? No, they don't. It's not a thing. What? Nope. Nope. You got to get this like milky, sugary dessert thing. It's the only thing that they have. But they have black hot coffee. Yep. But they don't have the iced coffee. No, really? I was, uh, dude, I went to the counter. I was like, I but like I did the dog thing where I turned my head inside. I was like, what? And then I went to Burger King. Uh, no, Jack in the Box. Jack in the Box does have black iced coffee. Is it good? It's okay. And so does Taco Bell, which is better, weirdly enough. But they often don't have it. Oh, you know how like McDonald's is like, oh, the ice cream machine never works or whatever the yeah. fuck, shake machine, whatever it is. The McFlurries Maybe ice that's cream it. machine, yeah. which there's a reason for that. I know, whatever. But anyway, it's like that for the ice coffee too. It's like, there's a lot of times they, they're just like, no, we don't have it. I'm like, okay. So it was so weird just trying to find like black ice coffee in America without going to Starbucks and paying $70 for it. You know, there's not, yeah. wasn't really an option. I was just like, wow. It was all sugary bullshit. Even the shit you get in the store, like if you get like a Starbucks Frappuccino is all they have. Really? You know, the thing in the jar? Oh, yeah, yeah, 7, yeah. 7,000 calories. Yeah. Makes you feel all weird because it's got so much sugar in it. Yeah, none of that stuff does. It's weird. Like, Well, I mean, I, I talked about this with the adult students recently, but like I was talking about how if I moved back to Hawaii, I would miss green tea, strangely enough, because tea in Japan doesn't have sugar in it nope. whereas in america it's like 50 arizona. sugar how arizona, are, arizona how are you still a dollar it depends on the place uh, some places they sell for a dollar 25 but the tapping. msrp on it is still a dollar yeah how are you still doing that guys what's going on with that but there it literally you have the entire like one full sugar cane of sugar in each one of those fucking cans yeah those things are so sweet. i can't deal with the sugar i just can't anyway so that's one thing that i wanted to say is that they don't have the black coffee so sorry every time i'm telling you guys to go out there and get it because they don't have it in america which is so weird uh and there was another thing that i wanted to say fuck i don't remember shit it was about your all you can eat thing oh all you can eat sushi is such a fucking scam is that a thing it is a thing in america and it, they give you so much fucking rice. Yeah, it's probably all rice then. So right? much fucking rice. That sounds terrible. No, it is terrible. And all my friends are like, let's go to all you can eat. I'm like, no, why? 
There's no all you can eat any. Oh, in Australia, they had all you can eat KFC. That actually sounds kind of cool. I wonder if it's good. Actually, one of our students said that the Australian KFC is better than Japanese KFC, which I think. Natsuki Japanese... keeps saying that the Kagoshima KFC is the best in the fucking world, even though she's never been to anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you've only eaten Kagoshima KFC, <laughs> then it is the best. But what if, what if I, what if I, let's just call him not skinny Australian friends was talking about how like, he's like, he, he begins all the sentences with mate. And he was telling me mate, like they used to have, all you can eat uh, KFC in Australia before they realized how much Australians can eat and then they fucking quickly shut that shit down. Well, all you can eat in Japan is like, it's not like a an event like it is in America. It's like you go to Yakiniku and that's just how it is. It's just all you can eat. The only time that I've ever felt like all you can eat was like cool was when we were when we'd go to miracle chicken wings Kiseki no oh, yeah, that was good. not only is it like they give you as many chicken wings as you want yeah. For two hours. They also give you all you can drink for two hours and it's $20. And yeah. you're like, how are you guys making a profit? Yeah. I mean, it's, that's crazy. That, that we're going to have to go to the next month when we go to Oita, we're going to have to go to the Honten. How do you say that? The HQ, the first. The flagship restaurant. Yeah. That first. We're going to have to go there and check it out if it's still there. But anyway, like, yeah, I don't know. I just don't do the all-you-can-eat stuff. I want to I want to try some kind of all-you-can-eat challenge. Like, I I want to try. Kind of like our, uh, some kind of like food challenge thing just sounds fun to me. Like, you know, when we ate those super spicy chicken wings that we never released Yeah, we, we totally filmed it. We totally filmed it over a course <laughs> of two days and completely and never I, released that video. I suffered for nothing. <laughs> We might revisit that. We might go back and see if we can figure out how to edit that, make it work. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. We'll see. Anyway. All right, guys, that's been our show today. Uh, he's got to go on a date and I've got to go hang out with Alex because Alex couldn't be fucked to be here today. You asshole, Alex. Actually, one of our patrons, Jen, she uh, left us a message in our Discord saying like, we miss you, Alex, which I think is a subtle way of saying like, Josh, get behind the camera, not in front of it. I don't know about that, but I do think that having Alex on the show, because we have a, we usually have a three-week rotation. Yeah. And he was supposed to be scheduled for the show last week, uh, but I canceled him. Uh, no, I, I, I told him, I was like, hey, we'll... We'll do we'll do this uh, show with just uh, me and Josh just because I didn't want to be responsible for any fallout that would happen on the Abbey episode yeah. to anybody that wasn't personally me or under my protection. My protection. Yeah. Um, and so... <laughs> So that's why I just told him, I was like, we'll go with Josh. But then he, I asked him to come this week and he's like, no, nah, man, I'm going to be drinking on the roof of my office and you should come. By the way, I've told everybody you're coming. <laughs> okay. I'll be there. Although I have to, I have a, I have a, a phone conference call at 11 PM tonight. You think, let's see, seven to 11, four hours. You think I'm going to be sober? Yeah. You probably. Maybe. Anyways, uh, next week, maybe I'll talk about this with you afterward, but uh, we have a week off. so Yeah, we got to do the, the, the patron, patron hangout thing. Hangout. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely something we got to do. So hopefully we'll be hanging out with our patrons this week. Yeah, we'll we'll discuss that, uh, the time and everything, like after the show and figure that out. It'll be cool. All right, guys. Uh, that's been the show today. Uh, if you liked this show, please like 
Uh, if you didn't like it, dislike it, and no one will ever know because YouTube doesn't show that data. Except for me. Make sure that you are subscribed with the bell icon clicked. Otherwise, subscribed is like nothing. Subscribe with the bell icon is the new subscribed. Why do they have two steps? I don't know. Whatever. And that's, uh, that's our show. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening. And a special thank you to our supporters on Patreon. Jan Myler, Jen, Justin Perkins, Ellen, and Dennis P. You guys rock.